Shut up and sit down. I want to welcome everybody to episode 184 Third Shift. I'm one of your hosts, the Elvis Presley look-alike, acting-alike, something-alike, Mr. What? Eric. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Changed it up. It's the balding, lost-in-the-basement version of Elvis. You didn't know? I'm right here. I've been here the whole time. You know, you know what? Okay, you're making a valid point. You're that Elvis that still lives, that everybody believes. Elvis is still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just went bald went and went bald down in a basement. basement and hid away for freaking 20, 30 years. <laughs> I'm here. I'm live. I'm doing it on third shift with me. You already heard him. It's the inglorious bastard, Mr. Matt himself. Living the oh, life man. of dreams as we all do in this beautiful world we call Earth. And you know what? Before <sighs> we talk about anything, Gearbox, anything, anything... We got to talk about our weeks. Matt, tell me how was your week again? Well, I'm going to say the week overall was a success, even though the last few days have been shit. That's a big bleep. Woo, yeah. That's how we start off the episode. But over the weekend, went and saw My Fair Lady at the Wharton Center. Classic musical, of course. Everybody knows that everyone's seen the movie from the 50s, 60s. I don't know when that movie was made. I watched it in middle school, and I sort of remembered a little bit about it, so I sort of remembered what the musical was about. Uh, it was a really good show. It was very, it was kind of strange because we got we had awesome seats for it, but the very opening scene uses a set that you don't see. I think you only see like once or twice throughout the whole rest of the show. So the set came down, and like there's, there's some kind of a big, long opening scene, and I was just like, Man, this, I mean, it didn't look bad, but I was just like, man, this doesn't look like a big show scene. Like, what's the deal with this? And then that scene went away, and they went back to, like, the house, like the doctor's house or the professor's house. And forward came this, like, beautifully, intricately carved thing, and it was, like, on a, it was, like, on a big old spindle. So, you could, it would spin. You'd see, like, three different chunks of the house. And I was like, okay, that's where the money went. This looks freaking amazing and the rest of the show was amazing and great really good really good time i think it's gone now maybe it has one more week i don't know but if it's coming to your town go check it out my fair lady is classic and speaking of things that come to your town that you should check out i went and saw the invisible man it was what wednesday it was a day ago as we were recording this went after work Man, that was it was a really cool show. What I really liked was like the whole intro bit where it's setting up. I won't spoil anything in the story, but it's setting up the gimmick and what's happening in the story. It was shot and like the shots were framed like like a really artistic movie or like a you know kind of like an a a two four like independent kind of movie like these long takes and like camera movements. It was really cool. It really felt like you know because. Is Invisible Man is a Blumhouse picture, which you think of just like, oh, it's jump scares, and there's a teenager going, wee, I don't know. Like, really, not unprofessional, but like, hey, everyday kind of stuff. But that whole intro part, where like, just the tension was just building, it was like, man, what's going to happen? And the camera moves were all smooth and slick. I was like, damn, that looks really, really good. And then more stuff started happening, and it turned, it, you know, the the core of the movie turned a little bit to a different type of movie. But I will say, I put it on Twitter. 
There was a scene. It was everything I wanted from an Invisible Man, Invisible Killer movie. It was so good. I laughed out loud in the theater and then had to stifle my laughter as the scene kept going on and more stuff kept happening, so I didn't ruin it for everybody. But it was just... It was just a moment of unbridled joy. That was exactly what I wanted. I can only imagine, Matt, what the hell this is. And mm-hmm. I had no intention of watching this movie. But now I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe when it comes to uh, the red box or whatever, I got to check this out. Because I have uh-huh. a suspicion if you're laughing and going bananas over a spot, I'm going to laugh and go bananas. And then I can come back and go, I know what you was talking about, Mr. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee your first reaction will be to laugh. It was so good. Uh, Just thinking about it, now I'm laughing. Dang it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it was so great. <laughs> but then on the video game front, speaking of great things, played more Yakuza 5 Remastered. Grand old time on Fridays, as always. And I, and I was right. I couldn't believe it. I was actually right. Played more Death Stranding. I was to the dessert course of that game. The, f- the last five chapters were all mini chapters. It was cutscenes and lots of stuff. Stuff was, the plot just rolled along real quick. Finally beat that game. Beautiful Hideo Kojima ending. All kinds of craziness happening. Had a whole bunch of people in on the stream, a bunch of new people saying, hey, I just dropped by to see somebody finish this game because I love watching people do that. And I was like, man, it was awesome to have people in there. I mean, the whole team was in there. We were all in there too. And just, man, I love crazy, weird twist endings. This is really that. That's really this. I totally called the one big, big twist at the end that I won't spoil. Man, it was just, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, the more I played that game, the more I loved it. This was the capstone of love for that game. It was definitely a crazy, wild ending. Everything I thought it probably would be, because that's what Kojima does, and I knew that's what Mm. Death Stranding was going to do regardless. So as I was watching it and understanding about 60% of what was going on, I went, huh, (laughs) all right, I can dig it, I can dig it. So it was fun, yeah. And then, like you said, it was just neat. Having all sorts of people dropping by and talking, saying, mm-hmm. hey, cool, man. How'd you, what did you think of the ending? Ha <laughs> ha, woohoo. It's a fun time. Heck yeah, that was a fun time. And then two little games that I've talked about a little bit on Third Shift Proper uh, Guacamelee 1 and 2. I finally beat the first one, had a grand old time with that one, started up the second one in a nice long, like, weekend play session. And that was, it's like leaps and bounds better than the first one. I'm just having such a blast in that. I will say the one thing is like the the puzzle rooms, like the puzzle platforming rooms are so much harder, but it also feels so much better when you finally get it on the that like 10th or 11th try. And they're usually pretty quick. Like you respawn and go back to the start of it. But it just feels so good to finally look at this thing that was so impossible and I was just going, oh my God, on the seventh run. And then on the eighth run, you get it and like, mm, God, yeah, I'm good. Oh, so good. And just, oh man, everything about that game is fun. It makes me happy when I play it. So Guacamelee 2, go check that out, everybody. Go pick it up now. Who to who? And that was pretty much it for my week. What about you, Eric? All right, I want to paint a picture here, all right? Saturday comes around. Here we are. I'm taking my my little children, my little girls, out to downtown where I live. And if you don't know the old school downtowns, you know, they got them old school buildings from the early, you know, early days when the Wild West mm-hmm. would go out and shoot each other up in the roads. All right, it's a downtown <laughs> like that. We go in this little boutique. We set up a little shack, a little shop. 
whatever you want to call it. And then they say, we need some girls to go out there and do some hustling. And I say, my girls can do that hustling. So my girls dress up all fancy-like, and they go out there in the old streets, them old streets, some downtown streets, and they're putting signs on, and they're hawking the wares, ha, you know, ha, screaming at the top of the lungs, (laughs) 10 a.m. in the morning. But you know what? That's too early for children screaming. No, thank you. I will actively not purchase your wares. So for two hours, I'm hawking. We're walking down the streets. We're hawking our wares. You know what I'm talking about, anybody? You don't? Them cookies. Them Girl Scout cookies, folks. I don't know where Mm -hmm. you thought this was going, but it was the Girl Scout cookies. We were on them streets hawking the wares. You put me in an old west frame of mind. There's only one thing women were selling back in those days. I don't know. In the new age, it's cookies, all right? That's what we hawk, Matt. Cookies. And that's what we did. Saturday morning, I woke up, ate breakfast. I went out and hawked cookies, hung out in this boutique where women buy clothes and do stuff. What a great time. I did find out some really cool information. I, I, we got a local theater, you know, and I've been there. I've saw, I've seen a movie there. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Seats were definitely not, uh, needing some work, but the sound was fine. The picture was fine. And of course, the prices for the, uh, everything was fine. But did you know, maybe you didn't, they also have an arcade there with all sorts of arcades. Yeah, full-on arcade. And then on the side room, they built a virtual arcade. So you got VR, all sorts of VR headsets to play on. Yes. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the press. So from 2 to like 8 p.m. on the weekends, you can go there, full-on arcade, full-on VR arcade, everything out there. And I'm like, yep. Me and the girls got to go this coming weekend. This has got to happen. Yeah, I didn't how, I had how, no idea. How, how in your backwoods old west town do you have the only place that has a fancy ass arcade? Mm-hmm. What is going on? I here? don't know. It's a it's a miracle. It's a it's it's a Saint Alvis miracle. All right. <laughs> so even though I had to go be miserable and walk around in the cold, hawking cookies, asking people, you know, it's just so weird when these poor people are just walking to go to whatever it is they're doing. It was the Viking Fest in our town at the time. So they're walking to go to their little event, and I'm like, hey, hey, you want to buy these cookies from my my kids here? And they're like, oh, God, stranger, no, I don't want to. And then my little kids look at them with the little signs, and their ears are red, and their fingers are falling off because they're frostbitten. And they're like, please buy the cookies. And then they're forced to be buying the cookies. (laughs) It was all part of the plan, people. (laughs) I will say there have been many times when I've used an alternate entrance to a store because the Girl Scout kids Mm -hmm. are set up on the one, and I'm just like, I don't have the heart to just say, sorry, kid, when they run up and smile. I'm like, yep. oh, do you like cookies? And I have to pat my fat belly and go, not I me. I don't <laughs> like cookies. Not today. Uh, and you give, them, you give them the bum response, sorry, I don't have any money with me. No, you, I'm going to go into the store and spend a lot of money, though. spend a bunch of though. money on other food <laughs> to get fatter uh-huh. with. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> That's what you used to tell the truth. I don't like cookies. I like cheeseburgers, missy. <laughs> but even that's a lot because I do like oh, cookies. Yeah, I just yeah. don't want to buy your cookies. You're just against Girl Scouts because they're against something that you don't like. You know, insert whatever it is you don't like in this world. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I just I, you get the you get the kid run up, and if they were like, "Hey, got a box, got five bucks," I'd be like, "Yep, snatch." But then it's like, "Want to buy cookies? Go to my surly mom who's sitting there like with her arms folded, like glaring at me, like giving me the motherfucking cookies, cookies, or motherfucking cookies." No, sorry, no thanks. Not got got no cash. Sorry, oh. all I got's my my Apple Pay. Hey, <laughs> click, it's a, click. Can I hold that next to you? It's a serious business, and actually, they can, Matt. Just so you know. Damn so it! Don't use that. I don't, don't know what an Apple one. Pay is. Don't try. I got my food that. stamps. Gonna, That's all I got. There you go. I was gonna say your excuse, your excuses are going out the window because <laughs> technology is coming too far. Anyways, I won't stay too long on. That was my Saturday morning. I spent all morning out there doing that because you know what a dad's got to do. A dad's got to do. <sighs> so I came home and then I said, Eric, you got to figure this out. You got to get your shit straight. Boom. You know what? It's nap time. My older daughter, she does her homework and all that while I'm, you know, down here and the other ones are sleeping. Power hour with Eric. Boom. Mm-hmm. I got on. I streamed. I did some Doom. I had a great time. I was loving it. It felt great. Everything was wonderful. Wide awake. Felt like everything was going smooth. It did go smooth. That's it. That's what I'm going to be doing. That's when I stream. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be streaming on the weekends, you know, doing the nap time. Popping in an hour, hour and a half sometimes. I'm still going to call it the power hour, regardless of how long it ends up going. But it'll always be within that range, depending on the mm-hmm. day. It was awesome. Had a good time. Got on later that night. Streamed again. Streamed Monster Hunter. Had a whole good time with Somewhere Man. Unfortunately, no one no one was there. So me and Somewhere Man had to have some fun times on our own. <laughs> it was still a good time. Because that's what I was going to do anyway, was play Monster Hunter with a buddy. So it's a win-win scenario. Had a good time with that. Sunday, don't remember what I did. I know it was busy. I know it was jam-packed because we said the next week we weren't going to do anything. But here, mm. here's the secret, folks. That's always a lie because here's the next weekend coming up. And already there's like three or four stupid things I've got to do this weekend. So mm-hmm. it never works out that way. During the week, I don't know. I've played all sorts of games. I'm about to finally finish with my third or whatever ending of Dragon Quest. It's ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. Nice. But... It's come to an end. I got like one, two more hours worth of farming and then kill the last boss, which, by the way, didn't need to farm at all for it. There's a secret mechanic. I don't know what it is yet, but I was told that there's some goofiness about it, which doesn't require you to be awesome at all. You just got to be clever in what you're doing. So we're going to see. So I'm doing that, playing Division with the Warlords. I've uh, been dabbling with the Borderlands, trying to get the build set up, all sorts of stuff. It's been a good time. But hey, you know what? That's about it. That's about all I've been doing. So, without further ado, folks, let's get into the minuscule amount of news there is this week. Nope. Let's <gasps> talk more about what we did this week. Uh-oh, Because man. we did IG2G oh, episode did 73. Oh, How could you forget? I well, did forget. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, this was one of my favorite episodes to do because I found something absolutely ridiculous in the releases. And then our conversation it was one of the one of my favorite ones because we both got to get geeked and get excited about something. It was my favorite one since the last one we did where we did that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a, a running theme, man. Is let's try mm-hmm. to find something that we're both just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put that in my mouth. Anytime mm-hmm. you think about something that you want to put in your mouth, that's a good time because there's not a lot of things I'm putting in my mouth. So you know it's going to be solid if we both want to put it in our mouth, man. 
I don't know, dude. Look at both of us. We we've been putting a lot of stuff in our mouths. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe a lot of stuff we shouldn't have. That's true. That's true. Maybe that's why we're, That's why we are the way we are. You know. <laughs> but that was this past week. Coming up next week, we ain't got nothing. Nobody's challenged us to a talented Tuesday art competition. Hey, remember those? Nobody sent us a mailbag question to do like a special. I guess that wouldn't be something we do over the week. But wait, we could think about the mailbag answer and talk about it for the next week. I don't know. I've never seen either of those things in like a dog's age. So I wanted to remind you, it's still an option, people. Like you can send us stuff and be like, hey, want to do art? Want to answer questions? Remember, remember back in the good old days, we used to do that. It was cool. Hey, we got some questions. Don't you worry. We got some questions. Sean sent in a question, but we've already answered it. <laughs> Steve's got some questions. You know what I'm saying? We got some stuff. That, that's special Patreon questions. That's true. That's, that's, that's not for, that's that's not not for, for the, the plebeians. People. Yeah, that's sorry, right. Sorry. That's not for the unwashed man. I'm sorry, you public folks. You don't get those. That's for the secret. But folks. something you can get. Something you can get. A <laughs> shift goes for gold keys in Borderlands, the game of the year edition. So hit up the Twitter, the Red, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Get yourself some free loot. Woo, indeed. I would say make sure you get that free loot, but I've been a bad, naughty little boy, and I have not mm-hmm. gotten those keys that were given to us. I have to get my butt on that game and get those keys because I'm slacking, I'm lacking. I need those keys to get them legendaries to fill up those few little spots I need to get done. And that's the way to do it. So please, get your golden keys. <laughs> I better get those golden keys so I can not get legendaries because I got like only one out of a golden chest oh, and it was something I couldn't no, even use. It was, just, it was just poo. No. Hey, come on now. See, I brought myself way up out of the pit and then I just crashed it back down. Gee whiz. Thanks, me. Good job. Jesus. But hey, well, I'm going to bring it out of the pit with a bonus bit of news, the little itty-bitty bitsy-bitsy poots of news that we got. Borderlands 3 has been nominated for another award. It's been nominated for a BAFTA award, the British Arts and Films and TA. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. One of those, It is a prestigious award, so just because I'm dumb, don't think it's bad. They got nominated for Best Multiplayer Game, as before in the Game Awards. So hey, another... Yeah, and another thing for Borderlands to go for. Honestly, it really should win this one. It's in a fantastic multiplayer game. You know, mm-hmm. we've known this for years and years and years and years. But to just yeah. reiterate the fact that we had that moment weeks ago where we actually were playing together for the first time ever, and mm-hmm. just laughed, cahooted, talked about whatever, shooting baddies, having a great time, mm-hmm. and went, "Oh yeah." This that's, is what Borderlands actually is. That's why we played Borderlands for seven years. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, everybody. Playing with some friends and whatnot is the way to go. It is the best experience you can have playing Borderlands. So please do so, and please consider throwing your vote their way for the BAFTA, because in multiplayer aspect, they deserve it 100%. <laughs> See, it's so sad because now it's been like two to three weeks removed from that. Since we played it all, uh-huh. That I've thought, man, it should, I hope it's nominated for some other kind of award because I don't know multiplayer. Eh. But I just talked about how multiplayer is the only way to play this mm-hmm. game, and it's the only way I'm gonna play it going forward. And I immediately just went, "Whoosh! It's been three weeks of hell. Whoosh! Whatever. Ah, who could remember, anything, remember anything about having fun in multiplayer? Mm-hmm. Oh man, terrible, <sighs> absolutely terrible, man. Gosh, bless." And speaking of terrible, I gave you good news. We got terrible news no. coming up. 
Gearbox announced that due to all the coronavirus traveling concerns and sickness and all the sparing the health of all their employees, they will not be at GDC. And I believe GDC is now actually officially canceled mm-hmm. for this year. Well, it postponed. So, postponed, man. Well, well There's postponed. There's talks that but, they might come back and do it at some other time during the year, but they're watching mm. the situation and getting feedback on what they should do. And I mean, it, it makes sense for something as big as this, because yes, you're going to get people from all over the gosh darn place coming to something like well, this. Well, now you mention this, I want to have this conversation. Everybody's having this conversation. Okay. I kind of want to have it. All right. So GC has been postponed, maybe canceled. Who knows? All right. Mm-hmm. E3, ESA, whatever you want to call it, says they're looking at it and they're watching the situation. Now, mm-hmm. people have been pulling out of E3 the last couple of years. This is something that's been happening. True. Uh, there's there's a fear that the E3 is going to actually die as it is and have to be reborn as something else. Mm. And if they pull out this year because of the coronavirus, there's a lot of folks talking like, hey, you know, there's going to be a lot of developers, publishers going, well, wait a minute, now that we've got to just do a, a Nintendo Direct basically to get our information across, mm. this ain't a bad way to do things. We're saving money. We're not trying to get this big setup at E3. Maybe it goes away. It's kind of not the one of the conversation I want to have. But mm. I want to make sure that you're aware and I'm aware of what's going on here. All right. I have I have lots of things I want to say in response to that okay. anyway, I but want, that's hey, not the conversation we want to have. I, I want, that's not the conversation we're going to have. I just want to make sure if you do have a, a point, go ahead. But I don't want it to be just on that because I was going to take it further. So go ahead. What do you think about that in general? Well, E3 died once before mm-hmm. and it came back it to did. being exactly what it was going to be. So if people go, oh, man, it'd be so cool to, you know, just announce it when you announce it and do it whenever, it's, you know, and do it through our own cool channels, somebody's still going to go and make something like E3. It'll be the Xbox event or whatever, and then they'll be like, well, why don't we have our own big event? And it'll just turn into a big conglomeration. Well, anyway. that's what I'm saying. Does E3 just turn into a PAX of sorts? Is that kind of where this is going to go in the future? But... On that note, do we need it? Because we already have PAX East, PAX West, PAX South. Do we need another PAX-type event? It it would never just stay that way. Mm -hmm. It might start small, but when you have big big dogs like Nintendo, Xbox, The problem is they've all bowed out. That's the problem. That's why E3 is falling apart. It's because none of them are attending, except for Microsoft. Microsoft is the only one going this year. They won't forever. That's when true. they have the bi- the big big hog to announce, they're gonna go there so they can be like, "Hey, everybody! Oh man, we won E three. We're the we're the big dog." Once once somebody starts doing it, the other one will do it. They're all they're all just gonna latch on. It'll be so basically. What you're saying t- is if, it, if Microsoft goes this year and smokes it and does mm-hmm. say, and that's if this even happens, because mind you, with the coronavirus running rampant and Earth as we know it falling apart. Mm-hmm. If they don't cancel and they still do it, Microsoft's the only one going. So if they mm-hmm. blow it out of the ballpark, do really, really well. You're saying that you think go PlayStation will come back, Nintendo's going to come back, and everyone's going to want their little piece of the pie next time to try to be the number one since Microsoft came in and smoked it. I would say so. Or if it becomes, if it trims down to a PAX East type thing, people will have enough announcements that it will blow up. It will, it will engorge itself into another E3 It'll again. It'll become something, something big. Because, again. because it was pared down to almost nothing, and all it did was get fat and become this again. So, so you're saying life for E3 will continue 
in cycles. <laughs> I'm going to say life finds a way. Life uh, finds a way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> life finds a way. <laughs> Terrible. So, with that being said, coronavirus, you know, oh, everyone's worried about it. We're all canceling. GDC is postponed indefinitely. E3 is mm-hmm. looking at it. A lot of other events are starting to take a peek and wonder if they should hold events. There's been uh, some other cons canceled and or postponed, and some are mm-hmm. on the watch. What's going to happen this year, Matt? All right? What's going to happen for the cons, the, the gaming events, everything this year? Do you think it's going to become an issue here in the States, and we are going to see a huge problem with all of our usual gaming events, cons in general, which you know sometimes tie into gaming, sometimes don't. I don't want to get too far on the sidelines, but... Mm-hmm. It was just something I was thinking about the other day because we were talking about going to a couple cons this year and we were yep. talking about a couple events, this and that. And I was like, wait a minute. And of course, just on a personal note, I'm going to, I'm supposed to be going to Disney in June. Oh, yeah, yeah. But with this thing spreading, is it going to become an actual issue? Do you think? Or is it just something being pushed out right now that we're not really should be worried about? But it's it's hard to know. What do you think? I'll get on mine in a second here. Well, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not a doctor. I I don't work for the CDC. (laughs) I don't know enough. Everybody listening to this knows this, man. We're we're idiots in a basement with bald heads. You're fine, everybody. Uh, Don't take our words. Preach, all right? (laughs) I mean, we've gone through so many viral scares over the past few years. They come and they go. They come and, oh, man, this is it. It could be a bird flu epidemic. We could... Everybody could die, and it went away. Could be swine flu this year. Everyone's going to die, and it went Scars away. Scars or whatever that one was. Yeah, SARS and SARS, MERS yeah, and all the other stuff. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just being cynical and not being open-minded enough, but I've been through enough scares in the fairly recent past that I feel my gut instinct is to say it's not going to be some horrible giant thing that everyone says it is but hey who knows maybe this is the one that wipes us all out who knows well and okay first off no it's not gonna wipe us all out promise that (laughs) secondly though the only question i do have is the fact that they did indefinitely postpone gdc and that the esa Mm -hmm. three is looking heavily at this and whether or not it's going to continue and you do see all these huge publishers just developers backing out of these events I agree. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal where we're all dying and the world end of the world's coming. It's, it's BS. I don't. I don't believe it for mm-hmm. a second. But with all these individuals doing this or companies doing this, I do step back and go: Is this actually a bigger deal than I think it is? You know, I do have that pause because I'm like, well, mm-hmm. a ton of developers, publishers are backing out. Do they know something we don't? You know, is there actually some information that says this is a little more serious than we think? Or is it literally just all political PR, kind of like, oh, well, you know, we got to back out because if we don't, we'll look like we're the careless studio who doesn't care about the people. So we're backing out regardless. Here we go. I guess I never did actually get to my point of the actual topic you were talking about. <laughs> I, I feel like this is, whether you believe it or not, this is what you have to do right now. Because it is a big scare. It's on the news all the time. It's on every single website. It's all over Twitter. It's all over this, 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 and that. So if you don't pull it out and say, you know, we're making sure our employers are safe, which is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. I 100% understand that. If you didn't do that, 
it's it would be a PR it's nightmare. A mess. Yeah, we're still yeah. gonna go, mm-hmm. and the, all, everyone on Twitter would go. Aren't you concerned? <laughs> you Hashtag killing your employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's so kind I don't want to get driving it to. Is that's kind of what yeah. I think's going on. I agree. I think it's more so, just along the lines of PR. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So as soon as I as I feel we get over that hump and it's like oh cases are subsiding, you know they are are you know con- containment procedures worked. Then you'll see start people start moving back into doing everything they always used to do. Mm-hmm. It's like we always have. That's just that's my personal thought. I don't know. And so with all that being said, you both know that me and Matt may basically agree. I don't think it's gonna be as big a deal as everybody thinks, but I think because of the PR political side of everything, everyone's gotta play it safe, mm-hmm. which is the smart thing to do. How long do you think yeah. it lasts? Do you think E three is gonna uh, is far enough away that they're going to pull through and be able to continue on? Or do you think E3 is going to have to go ahead and postpone and or cancel and then everything else will be fine? And then smaller cons and events, do you think they'll pull through, push through regardless? Well, E3 is what, June? Yeah. It's usually in June, uh-huh. right? Three months away? Do you think it... it Okay, I don't want to be I don't want to be, know, know, be cynical asshole. I know asshole. what you're going to say, and, and you're speaking the truth. No, it's the truth. You know, the news is hot on whatever is a, an immediate threat for that moment, but once mm. it's passed, the news drops it like a hot bag, and so do most people, because most yeah. people just come on from six to seven or nine to ten or whatever the news is, and and listen in and go, what's going on? So if they don't hear mm. it in the news and everything's okay, they forget about it. You're right. That's just the way it goes. And I mean, honestly, if it is still around and is still a concern by June, then I am that doofus who was totally wrong. And it was more serious than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I can't say it any better than we've been through scares and they, they last a few months. They don't last like half a year. They don't last three months. It comes and it goes. So I feel like personally from knowing nothing about it other than there are stats out there that people take one way and then the complete opposite way. From my experience, I feel like it'll come and go, so I don't think E3 will be affected. Or, you know, if it is, then I was totally wrong. But I, I don't know about smaller cons. I feel like it'll depend on what, you know, their own personal demographics are. Personal demographics isn't like the con itself. I agree. Like if you if you do get a lot of overseas people, sure. But if it's if it's a local thing, oh man, the Lansing City Anime Convention. Nobody's coming from Italy and Macau and all these other places. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I think some of the cons, like in California or, or, you know, the bigger areas where you do get a lot Mm. of foreign entities coming in to play, might cancel if it's the bigger events. But anything anywhere else in this country that is just regular to small won't be affected Mm. whatsoever because it's just going to be locals, et cetera, coming, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. Because see, I think stuff like GDC that does make sense because it's a it's a developer focused conference and a lot of developers are not here or if they are here they're flying jet setting all over the place so they could even run into people if it's I didn't fly to China but I was at the international hub Chinese people coming in and out going here and there and everywhere so this one makes sense. If it is still concerned by E3 time, E3 will make sense, and I'll be very bummed if it does get canceled for that reason. Mm. But, you know, like you said, the bigger stuff, the the major metropolitan hub stuff, it makes sense, so I understand it. So I, I don't blame anybody because it, it is a noble – I mean, it's a noble thing. We don't want our people getting sick, so yeah. that's it. Play it smart, but also don't get carried away 
is basically the message, I think. Yeah. So for the bigger events, yes, postpone them, do what you got to do. But smaller events, keep on pushing because you know what? I have a suspicion we'll be fine. Don't you worry, everybody. And if we're not, <laughs> I can't wait to, as I'm dying, sick and down in this basement to look back at, hey, everybody, you'll be fine. I wasn't fine, Eric. I wasn't fine. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start the hashtag. Hashtag TS lied to me. Yeah, third shift lied. We're all dying. That's yeah. Game freak lied will be third shift lied. <laughs> Boom. What a bunch of bums. Oh my goodness, that would be fantastic. But as we stated, we're not political folks. We're not medicated folks. <laughs> Maybe we should be medicated folks. Oh, you know, I, sh- Eric, I should probably be medicated. <laughs> But you know what? You can't put a freak on a leash. That's a song, isn't it? <laughs> it wasn't you can't put a freak on a leash. It was just freak on a oh, leash. okay. Sorry. Well, so yeah. clearly, by the, just in the title, you can put one on a leash because what is? Huh. <laughs> so that ends the third that shift news and political news talk political segment talk. of the That's day. Right. Now the actual... <laughs> News and Political Talk, Fridays at 3 p.m. You know what? Everybody was going there. We had to, too. You know? <laughs> when you ride you that know, train, fair. you got to go choo-choo, baby. Woo! And it does tie in <laughs> to Gearbox, so <laughs> it's literally... There, we did it. We salvaged it. We made it happen. And so, hey, back to the Gearbox and the Borderlands news. What you got, Eric? Hey, well, you know what? A little piece of news. Everybody, you guys remember they said, hey, guess what? Borderlands 3 is coming to Steam, and indeed they are. And they've got all sorts of notes, notations, etc. up there for you for what that means, how to go about doing it. And the transition from Epic to Steam, if you want to do that, all these things are possible. It's going to be a hoot of a time. Matt, (laughs) earlier you asked the question, why would anybody want to go from Epic to Steam if you're already playing and having a good time? Why? Well, our other member, Suko457054, she was on point. Steam actually has achievements, all that good stuff set up, so... If you're like me, who's like a mild person who likes to actually pay attention to trophies a little bit on PlayStation 4, apparently there's a whole crew of them folks over there on Steam who do like their little Steam trophies and whatnot. Plus, you can trade those in for, like, cents, which gets you eventually dollars, which gets you money to buy games. So, I don't know. That I don't get. We, I no, don't, that's trust me, I don't understand any of it. And I'm not pretending What's to. Was this Bitcoin? Is cryptocurrency uh, yeah, stuff cryptocurrency, about? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. It makes no sense. <laughs> I just know when I was playing through Celeste, I kept getting these little Celeste trophies. And then it was like, do you want to sell us for 40 cents? And I was like, I don't understand. Why would I sell it for 40 cents? Well, it's not the trophy. Like it's a card you get, which is different from a oh, trophy. Geez. Yeah, you're it going, is a trophy. You're too far. You get like the inventory items, and it's like you click on it. It's like here's a picture I'm of a just, character. I'm just eating mushrooms. What do you want now. to do with that? I don't, I don't even know what any it. of it means. I Sorry, no everybody. Idea. We're not the people that are going to be able to help you here. I'm just hey, if you want to know more, write us a mailbag <laughs> question. We'll go deep dive on this bastard. I'll research the hell out of this if that's what the people who are listening to the show want me to do. Don't get me Gotta wrong. Gotta give the people what they want. Yeah, if you want it, I'll learn everything there is to know about Epic, Steam, etc., and I'll tell you. But as it stands, which, we don't. <laughs> which dials into my question. I didn't even know Epic didn't have achievements. It makes sense. 
because Steam has had achievements, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just always assumed it did. That shows you that I have played zero games on my Epic Games account. All the free games I got, Which I haven't gotten to so yet. so many good games Epic's given out just for free. Well, and I've got them all, but mm-hmm. I got all these other games too, dude. I mean, Death Stranding, the August, come on, man. Oh, Lord, have mercy on our souls. Borderlands 3, I still got to get the trophies in that on a, on a system that has trophies. So how can I how could I do it on Epic, man? I don't know. You can do it on Steam on March 13th. Let me reiterate that one last time. March 13th on Steam, you will be able to play Borderlands 3. If you want to take your stuff from Bo- uh, Epic, you can. All that's happening, all the processes, all the questions you could possibly have are, of course, over there on the Borderlands website for you to check out and figure out what you need to know on doing that. Let me say quick hits. I do think it's cool that you can save transfer if you choose to. You can cross-play. So if you're on mm-hmm. Steam, you can play with Epic people. You can even send cross-mail sometime after launch, though. So they're doing all the right things. They're not compartmentalizing it in its own little silo and saying, you can't do anything with those dirty people on that other side of the fence. So I do appreciate that, even though it's not something that affects me at all. They're playing nice in all the right ways. So it's good. It is good, and it's 75 gigabytes to get it on over there. And lastly, we mm. were speaking about those wonderful little uh, achievements. And if you take mm. your Epic file, bring it over, apparently, as of now, sometimes not all of those achievements will be immediately unlocked, so you mm. you, know, you might have to replay on another character, etc., to get everything going for you. I don't know. Sorry. How am I going to manage my inventory? Because I need to sell 15 fractions of a cent more cards, which I would got with my, if all the achievements popped or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm no, just, it's, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I tried, I tried to bring it back. I tried to bring it back. I, I kind of failed, it's but a, I, I still liked it anyway. A, it's a mystery to us all, unlike the hot fixes this week that they brought out for Borderlands 3, because that is not a mystery. I went ahead and I was excited. I was rubbing my little hands together. I was like, all right, here's the week where we get the mm. hot fix that says, hey, Eric, we heard you on third shift. We heard your brother. Nope. We fixed nope. it. You hop nope. in today and you're going to have nope. that achievement. Your platinum's going to nope. pop. Nope. It didn't happen, everybody. I feel <laughs> like I do in the past when I was like, man, I'm wondering when that swag pack's coming. And it never came. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's too well hey, they didn't they might not listen to you, but they may have listened to me from forever and ever and ever ago when I was playing through on stream because I believe there was a one point where some people did get stuck inside of walls, characters I needed to kill. I don't know if it was this exact mission, but there were a bunch of fixes like that. Like Enemies can get stuck inside of walls. Characters, your character can get stuck here and there and everywhere. So p- patching up a whole bunch of that stuff. So hey, maybe they listened to me. They didn't listen to you. It's it. It'll come. See, it'll come in time. If that happened back in September and they caught it now, there you go. So in oh, that doesn't work. All good things. That time come frame in is time. already. That time frame is already. Gone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's dead in the water, sir. It's dead in the water. Ah. You know, it's not dead in the water though. They said, hey, we've been looking at some of these legendaries. Mm-hmm. And we're buffing more, which I think is fantastic. I've always said, when you have legendaries in the game, you want them to be legendary. All right, mm. I don't, I don't care what it does to the game. If you have them, you want them to be good and worth using. I think they finally decided that's what we're gonna do because we've already got a whole big batch of buffs last time. 
Mm. Now here we are a week later getting a whole bunch more. We got Craters EMP5 getting a freaking buff. Phrase, uh, not Fraser, Phasor, sorry, getting a buff. Firestorm, Hellshock, Krakatoa, Nine Volt, Sickle, Smart Gun, Storm, and the Thunderball Fist all getting buffs, making it so you can use those guys and gals and have a great time. And I want to say, Thunderball Fist, I'm excited about. I got a hold of one of those. Thought it was awesome, fun, but of course wasn't really doing what I wanted to do, so put it away. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to pull it back out. As I always tell you, I got a pretty nice Anointed 53 version of it, so I'm like, well, you know what? Now it's time to get back in and play with it. And then, of course, the Krakatoa. That one was another one where I went, ooh, this looks fun. It feels fun. Not mm-hmm. doing what I wanted to do. And then just today, I think it was Jolt's dude, I think it was. I hate yep. Yeah, it was Jolt's dude. He put out a video and sure. said, I think the Krakatoa is okay. And he smoked Gravor with it. And I went, yes, here we go. Now, I got a bit of beef with this. Uh-oh. All right. The, and I was going to tie it into that video, so it's a good thing you mentioned it. Oh, yeah, yeah, get get your worried face on. Yeah, there it is. Because <laughs> he was smoking Grave Ward, like, just melting, absolutely melting him. So that, I didn't see what difficulty he was playing on, all this other stuff. Could have been just on normal, who knows. But, yeah, they turned it up to 11, and they got it wrecking and killing and just destroying the shop, bull in a china shop style. But if you noticed, if you clicked on the article, if you clicked on the hot fixes, they said... Hey, we're buffing all these legendaries to get them up to par for Mayhem 2.0 coming out. So apparently in Mayhem 2.0, you're going to need to kill at this super advanced badass rate to deal with whatever's coming there. Mm-hmm. So that that worries me a little because, you know me, I'm not Max Roll Johnny Jones. But if you got to be Max Roll Johnny Jones, happy to do to even get... Because, hey... Everything in Mayhem 2 was supposed to be fun and supposed to be only positives. So that makes me say that the positives they put in are health, 80,000%. Shields, 800 million percent. And then Floor's Lava, I guess. That's kind of fun, cool, too. But if you have to, if you have to melt with super awesome meltability and that's your only way to do it, hey, man, come on, what about me? What, what am I you supposed to do? You know what I'll say, what about you, is go into game... Play for two hours, get you mm-hmm. some uh, rare spawns, some bosses, and you'll have some pretty good. You'll have some pretty good rolls. There'll be some nice anointed level fifty three items that uh, will fancy your little pickle. Well, I'm saying I'm. <laughs> I'm not saying I have all bad guns now. I have a great setup, and it works for me and my build. But I'm saying if you have to be ultra main killer, you know the super tech. You know, max damage build to melt bosses in okay, so you're two, three, about four the shots build like itself. this. Okay, having to be all the max build with the max guns for said build to get max damage. I'm speculating: is Mayhem 2.0 going to rack up the health so much that you have to be the yeah. ultimate kill bot instead of anything? I mean. I would, oh, I would assume not because what they've said is they like varieties of playstyles. Blah blah no, blah blah blah. I wouldn't worry about it, man. I honestly wouldn't. But, I, I but think- if if you have to crank up every legendary so they're up to par for this death new mode coming out, come on, man. I'm giving the optimistic side of this one. All right, I think they're just trying to get the legendaries on par with some of the best legendaries that had currently existed. All right, okay, they're not okay. trying to make it so Mayhem 2.0, you're going to have to be optimized build, optimized weapons for said build to do the damage. 
I think it's simply just, hey, we had a few legendaries that were smoking. Smoking the others. Let's bring these other legendaries up so that way instead of just focusing on the three that were smoking everybody else, you now have 17, 20 that are options to go forward with Mayhem 2.0 to have a great time. And yes, there's going to be a bit of optimized build said weapons that's going to make it so individuals can go into Mayhem 2.0 and have a great time and smoke it and just be victorious in everything they do. But that's the way it always is. But me, you, and the other shplebs, we're going to be able to go in with our decent weapons, decent builds, and still have a good time. We're not going to go in and just smoke Grave Wards in like 1.7 seconds, Mm -hmm. but we're going to go in and have a good time with them and still win with our big heads flopping around and laughing and joking and having a beer. I think you've you've successfully talked me off the ledge You're all right. because Come on back. because it was exactly like you said. Oh, I got to get a better cusp, but got to get a better Maggie. All the stuff we always mm-hmm. talked about. You had to get those three guns. So now, if everything is up to par and you can have cool sniper builds, you can have cool shotguns and all this other stuff, then it makes sense. You're getting the legendaries on par to prepare them for the launch of Mayhem 2.0. Just the way they worded it made me be like. So you got to get the legendaries up for mayhem, not the legendaries all even, uh-huh. and then we can roll. And then we can roll out mayhem. Yeah. You, the wording, the wording was like, "Man, you're scaring me," but now I'm, I'm feel safe and I feel comforted. Thank you. Good. I hope everybody listening does too. If you're out there and you're just a normal spleb like us, don't worry, everybody. Gearbox has it covered. They got you back. This is gonna be a good time. I'm very confident that mayhem two. With all the new changes mm. and rollouts, plus all these buffs to the legendaries, is going to result in nothing but fun times. In fact, it's getting me kind of excited because I want to go back in and try a couple different builds with some of the you know weirder weapons I've had sitting around but I haven't mm. really played with. You know, just get a little curious, get a little uh, adventurous out there. You know, that's what I'm thinking. You know, man. See, now that I'm back in that multiplayer mindset, I'm like, man. It would be so much fun. Drink some beers, flop around with big heads, maybe like a some kind of noodle arm mode, just like I'm Division Two. You, you lava know? floor mode sounds. You shush about Division Two with noodle arm mode. <laughs> lava floor sold me. The minute they said that the floor is yeah, lava, yeah. I went. That's an amazing mode. You drink mm. some beers and you're laughing and you get to talking, but you stop and all of a sudden you're burning to death, and you're like, "Oh mm-hmm. my god, stop it!" And so you start running. No, again. I got. Uh, see, with you get on the uh, on the. On the Spendopticon and stuff where you're jumping around in the zero G. Mm-hmm. So you have to be jumping all the time. Oh, dude, I got this really cool story. But no, come on. Oh! Exactly. That's good times. That's good moments. That's a lot of fun. And on top of it, there's probably going to be guns and builds that are going to be optimized for jumping and running around like a fool. And then mm-hmm. other buffs or debuffs they have for different builds, different guns. It's There's a lot of potential. One of the guns in here got its damage while airborne boosted. Yeah, there's a there you shotgun. go. That's the floor's lava gun. That's right. Boom. The uh, the 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 uh, handsome Jack shotgun that I got way back. Its whole mm-hmm. gimmick was you jump and shoot and whatnot. Yeah. Right then and there. Yeah, I I saw it when I got it and I went, nope. <laughs> Into the backpack you go. I played with it for a whole heck of a lot because I at the time I was convinced I was going to go shotties for sure. It didn't end mm. up working out that way, but for a while I was just having a good time with it. It was a powerful shotgun, just, you know, didn't have the shots I wanted, etc. But maybe mm. if that's one of the ones they buff or come around to and then there's a uh, a gimmick with the Mayhem 2.0. See what I'm saying? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. There's I a gotcha. lot of possibilities. A lot of fun could be had. 
I'm going to stay optimistic about this one and say Gearbox is going to have us covered. They're going to put us in a nice little pillow and caress us. It's going to be good. Another thing that was good in the hot fixes, again, something we won't go into. They said a lot of skills were either showing the wrong numbers or displaying the wrong numbers or giving you the wrong impression. So they did a bunch of rewording on some skill descriptions, bunch of fixes in there. If you want to check out more on that, go hit up the patch notes, hit up the hot fixes. What am I, what am I going to just read them to you verbatim? verbatim? I ain't going to do no that. Way. Get out of here. Get out of here with your crazy self. You like this game? Get in there and read those notes. We're just trying to give you a, you know, a little, a little taste, a lick of what's going on. All right. You all know the deal. <laughs> Third shift, licking on gearbox. Licking on gearbox, just a lick of gearbox. <laughs> and I think there's no better place to close the episode out on. So if you love licking on gearbox, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback at all for us, send it to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshift.me. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And I don't know, Snapchat us your coronavirus stories and theories. I, hey, you know, we're still, we're a hot new, hot button political podcast now. That's how we do it. That is true. You know what? I want to hear your coronavirus stories. Send them over to us on Third Shift. And while you're doing that, consider before you get con- just con- totally consumed by the coronavirus, head on over to Patreon. If you like what you're hearing, like what we're doing, throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks. I love- no, I got to jump in. <laughs> when you say consumed by the coronavirus, I'm picturing people like bulging out, got like the, like, got like the Akira, like Akira arms. That's, what I, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Click the buttons before you get too big. <laughs> throw us a dollar, two dollars. Oh, it's a tip jar, everybody. You know the rigmarole. We here at Third Shift try to provide you with a product that's fun <laughs> and entertaining. And we, we hope <laughs> and we hope that you, with your fat fingers being consumed by the coronavirus, want to click on that button and throw a bucket to us. <laughs> We'd super appreciate it. It helps us keep the, keep the lights on post-apocalypse. So, so that way I can become Colonel Ty, as it's always been meant to be. And we'll have a great time at Third Shift, all right? If you can't oh, throw us man. money, that's fine too. You know what? Supporting us with the mailbag questions and everything that Matt harassed you all about earlier in the show would also yes. be fantastic. We love feedback. We want questions. We want to talk about whatever you want us to talk about. And as you see, we can spin and have a good time with almost anything. So consider that, you little biscuits. <laughs> all right. And also consider that this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 13th of March for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. We appreciate that. We appreciate those five-star reviews. It puts us so far up in the metrics that we're sniffing the stars, baby. We're sniffing those stars. Mmm. And they smell good. So consider helping us out because it helps us help you in the future, baby. I said baby like two or three times. It's really weird. It's getting intimate. All right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Signing shift. off from Third Shift. With that There's shift. nothing else to say, but don't forget to say, baby. <laughs> Shut up and sit down.
Lemisima Cavassier, as we sign off. A nice decanter of that wiggle whiskey. <laughs>